It's impossible to have a healthy prayer life and also have a prideful orientation toward God and a prideful orientation toward one another. So prayer is very, very humbling when you do it honestly. Mm-hmm. The problem is that oftentimes we just crank up the volume in our prayers and we just pray we get through whatever we need to recite. We forget to let the Lord actually bear His weight on us. That's Ryan Frederick, and he joins us today on Focus on the Family, along with his wife, Selena, and together they'll be encouraging you to draw closer to God and closer to your spouse through prayer. Thanks for joining us today. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly, and I'm John Fuller. John, prayer is an underappreciated activity in the Christian life. It's not always at the top of our to-do list, but it should be. I saw a study a while back that showed that less than 1% of couples who pray together every day end in divorce. Hmm. I mean, that that's amazing, but it shows the power of prayer in your marriage. And I'm reminded of the German pastor, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He said praying for one another is the heartbeat of the Christian community. And if you're married, this applies to your relationship with your spouse as well, maybe especially. Uh, Gene and I try to pray together every morning. We read the word together and, uh, you know, some days we miss it because of schedules and things like that. But more often we are getting together and doing that. And I'm really happy for us. Uh, We don't want to induce guilt today. We get the schedules and the kids and stage of life, but we do want to encourage you in this area and give you the tools you need to enjoy the gift that prayer is. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned, our guests are Ryan and Selena Frederick. Uh, They're authors, speakers, and podcast hosts. Their website is called Fierce Marriage, and they've written a number of books. And uh, one we're going to be highlighting today is called 40 Prayers for My Wife. And there's an accompanying book, 40 Prayers for My Husband. Ryan and Selena, welcome back to Focus. It's good yes. to have you. Thank we you for having us. This is a joy. Yeah. Coming all the way from the big state of Washington. Yes, the rainy <laughs> state of Washington. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, we'd like some of that rain, <laughs> but it's okay. Hey, let me say, uh, you know, again, I mentioned that guilt complex and all that, but most Christians know that prayer is important, but many of us, we just don't build it into our regular program. I guess the obvious question is, why do you think that is? When the power of prayer, the testimony of what prayer does out of scripture, and then we just kind of bump along in this life. Yeah. I, you know, Tim Keller had a thought on this and uh, I'm going to butcher the quote, but he said something to the effect of, uh, we don't pray uh, because we don't think we need God. Right. And I think no Christian in their right mind would come out of the gate and say, yeah, I don't need God. Therefore I don't pray. No, we functionally don't think we need God. So mm-hmm. we go about our day. I mean, I find myself, it's like, uh, I'm laying down in bed at night and I'm realizing this is the first time I've actually thought about God. I've mm-hmm. thought about needing him. I've thought about praying to him, let alone praying for my wife and contending on behalf of my wife. So I think it's a matter of need and on some level, deep pride. Yeah. And I think, you know, ironically, modernity does provide a lot of ease for us. If we were hunting and gathering for our food, I think we'd be praying a lot more. I know I would because I'm pathetic (laughs) at it, but, uh, you know, only prayer would be uh, required there. But, you know, that's part of it, right? Our needs are generally met just through modernity. You know, the fact that we go to the grocery store, Mm -hmm. that sounds odd, but just stop and think about that. What those that have gone before us had to do Uh, You know, I'm sure they're praying often just to find something to eat, right? Yeah. Uh, Let me ask you this. I believe there was a particular season, Ryan, when you struggled to pray because you were consumed with work. I think all of us, men and women that are working outside the home are going, yeah, I mean, you're thinking about it. You're not sure if you've done the, you know, all the things that go into that, the 14 things I have to do tomorrow. It's when I hear myself saying all that, it does sound like an excuse. Yeah, I think as a husband and as a man, I think the tendency is to 
I want to provide. I want to be the problem solver. I want to be the one out, you know, in the community solving problems, in our lives solving problems. And I just get so self-sustaining, uh, self-focused, right? Mm. And there was a season in our lives and in our work. So we do that. We write full-time. We, we do the podcast full-time. It's a business. And it was not going well uh, recently. And so <laughs> I was just wanting to buckle down and work harder, you know, grind harder, put in longer hours, get up earlier. And I just realized I was doing it completely on my own strength. And the Lord graciously convicted me. And just Can I me, ask you, did that conviction come through Selena? <laughs> it always does. <laughs> if your marriage is like my marriage, the Lord speaks through Gene often. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And that's a grace of God. And yeah, to an extent. Mm-hmm. And I think I just resolved with that conviction to open every morning with this line in my journal. And you can see it uh, just a few months ago. Lord, I need you more than I need revenue. I need you more than I need to get this done. I need you more than I need whatever that thing is that I'm putting, that I'm trying to solve myself. Boy, now you're touching And it completely calibrates my heart now to work out of a place of God is my provider, not me. And that's so freeing and so liberating. The same goes for a wife, right? And a mother. We wake up and kids are, they come in hot in the morning. They're just ready to go. We're we're (laughs) starting the day. And so as a mom, I can very easily just jump into making breakfast, jump into whatever the next thing is, instead of humbly calibrating myself, coming to Mm. the Lord first, sitting at the feet of Jesus, reminding myself that these little blessings God's given to me Mm. for a short time to steward. Oh, okay. Stop and breathe. My Savior, he sustains me, right? When he was tempted in the desert, he told the enemy, he told the devil, it's not by bread alone that I'm sustained, right? Right. But Mm -hmm. by every word of God. And so how, if Jesus says those things, how dare I step out of that lane? I so appreciate that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I can think of those days. I mean, especially with younger kids, Mm -hmm. uh, it's chaos pretty much right from the beginning. (laughs) You know, you're in bed. They're coming, mommy, mommy, mommy. You know, whoa, okay, what do I have here? I used to get up at five in the morning when I was a little kid. My poor mom. Oh, my. Why is this not surprising? Yeah. You know, now that I think about it, I still get up at five in the morning. (laughs) I go to bed early, let me tell you. But I mean, that point of the energy. And I think the, the question, Selena, I'd ask from the mom side of this that sounds angelic. In fact, when you were saying that, I heard mm. angelic music playing. <laughs> Stop and say, Lord. But how do you how do you practice that Absolutely, to where it can yeah. become a habit I, for you, So a good habit? Uh, I don't totally right now. I don't get to pre-kids, you know, I'll get my journal, my Bible, three hours in the morning, God's good, right? <laughs> but hours. when kids Sorry, come around, like okay. you said, kids come, there's energy. Uh, usually the prayers happen as I'm making breakfast, as we're doing dishes. God, thank you that I get to feed these little beans. I pray that I wouldn't just feed their <laughs> tummies, but I'd feed their souls. Help me, Lord, uh, as we wash dishes, that mm. I wouldn't grumble about the mess, but I would remind myself that you've given us this life and that I get to enjoy this mess and this life uh, sustain me mm. because I already feel tired and it's 5.05 in the right. morning. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, I so, so appreciate that. And it's, it is an attitude and getting that attitude of prayer right. And, you know, you're right. It doesn't have to be on your knees mm-hmm. in front of your couch or something like that. That's great if you can do that, but it's in your activities. Yep. Praying, praying without ceasing definitely is a it's mm. a heart orientation and it's a humility and a recognition uh, that I, I'm not yeah. my savior. I'm not now, my savior. I think a lot of us are going, oh, yeah, I, I pray for my kids often. 
let's zero in on praying for our spouses. Uh, not so often, uh, right? Right. It's easy to pray for your kids, I think. Easier. Yeah. Sometimes the spouse prayer can be a little more difficult because you don't know my husband, right. Selena. <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> right. one of the things that women right. are going to say or vice versa. Absolutely. And uh, so I guess that right question is how does prayer the benefit of prayer for one another as a spouse, mm-hmm. how does that benefit your relationship? I mean, just to be completely candid, that's okay, right, on the show? Absolutely. Uh, we were ha- we had a fight just recently, I mean, within days. A discussion. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> a heated, yeah, discussion, elevated discussion. There we go. And I was, you know, had a moment alone, and I'm thinking, I'm praying, I'm like, you know, having those prayer thoughts, Lord, fix my wife. <laughs> Fix the situation. Transform anything her heart. but anything but You're fix me. You're the only me. husband that's ever said this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I'm praying, it's like I'm cringing because I'm like, I'm being humbled. Yeah. Right. And I think that's one of the big keys of prayer, especially as it, as prayer relates to a husband and a wife, is that it's impossible to have a healthy prayer life and also have a prideful orientation toward God and a prideful orientation toward one another. Mm-hmm. So prayer is very, very humbling when you do it honestly. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that we oftentimes we just crank up the volume in our prayers and we just pray we get through whatever we need to recite. We forget to let the Lord actually bear his weight on us, let the Holy Spirit prompt us mm-hmm. in the ways that he wants us to change and yeah. be sanctified. And I can attest to that. I think in Gene and I praying together, it's almost like the Lord, if you're, imagine that finger pointing at your wife or your husband, and if mm-hmm. you're now beginning a healthy right. prayer time for your spouse, it's like the Lord takes that hand and just begins to <laughs> turn it so back at you. So gently and so Oh, wow, patiently. okay. Yes. But it is true. I think I have more awareness of my mm-hmm. shortcomings after a consistent season of yeah. prayer for Gene. Yeah. Uh, I'm starting to realize, oh, okay, Lord, yeah, okay, maybe it's not Gene, it's me. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, there was a, a stories help here, obviously. So I want to lean into yes. that a bit with the books. And, and I think, Selena, you prayed a, what you described as a desperate prayer uh, for Ryan after you moved recently. Uh, what happened in that yeah, real life story? Moving's a big transition mm-hmm. on everyone. And again, I think it was around the same season that, you know, you move, we moved to kind of a bigger house and there's more financial responsibility. And then all of a sudden it feels like business is going like this. Everything's kind of just Falling into this rut. So naturally, the people that you snap at more are the people you feel safe with. And so he just, I could tell that there was this distancing happening. There was this, I'm going to put my head down. I got to work. And I try to respect that because there are seasons for that. But it kind of felt like we were disconnected for a lot longer than we usually are. And so, you know, that manifests itself in just fighting, uh, bickering, Shortness, shortness, yeah. lack of, lack of uh, grace, and any sort of affection, and yeah. so I just prayed. I said, "God, help my husband's heart." I don't know. Maybe I am wrong in this. Like again, please, God, open my own eyes, open my own heart to my own sin. But I feel like he's spinning his wheels. I feel like he's kind of mm-hmm. depending on himself. Uh, Holy Spirit, just manifest your. Uh, clarity, I guess, in him, because we can just see things so wrong when yeah. we're trying to take hold and control the situation. Now, is this you praying on my own, for Ryan, on your own, on my <laughs> You're own? Saying this out loud. And uh, we did pray <laughs> to together, though. I feel like that was that was kind of one of the turning points of praying together. I think you were able to kind of yeah. hear my heart and also see what was happening. It's hard to always see in those situations right. too, when so many spouses are high. can find themselves in the situation that you you were in is that you, you feel helpless. You yeah. feel like, oh. I, I just want something to change, and it's not changing. Mm. And what happens is that when we go to God, it's we're recognizing our need. God, this is your domain. Right. You are the one 
who changes hearts. I can't do that. No matter how many times I nag, I'm speaking as a wife, as a husband, or, or I try to fix it myself, the heart is God's domain. And so there's the humbling of myself going to God saying, only you can do this. You be God. I cannot be God. Then I think as we pray for a spouse who, you know, we want God to move, we start to empathize. We start to actually have more compassion yeah. toward one another. And that to me has been one of the most radical things mm-hmm. in our in our Yeah, that's a great outcome of that. Yeah. And, you know, perhaps we didn't say this disclaimer, John, at the top, but we're talking about normally, regularly healthy relationships here, not... Where right. there's severe trauma in right. the in the marriage, and in those cases, you need help, yeah. uh, pastoral help or yeah. uh, counseling. I just mm-hmm. picture a wife who's really struggling because her husband's addicted to pornography or an alcoholic mm-hmm. or you know something severe. You do need to pray. Yes. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. in this context, we're talking about the general, generally healthy Christian couple who just needs to remember the importance mm-hmm. of prayer in this case and. Yeah. You're correcting those little things that make life better and marriage better if you pray yeah. together. So let me make that disclaimer. In that regard, the nuts and bolts of how to pray, we're kind of touching on that. So let's move a little more in that direction. Um, you also recommend praying for your spouse from head to toe, which is great. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that covers all of it, right? He knows every hair on our head. <laughs> so how about that? Praying yeah. for your spouse head to toe. Yeah, that's a great place to start if you don't know where to start. Uh, for Ryan, you know, for a husband, I might mm. pray for his mind. God, just be in his thoughts. Lead him as mm. he thinks and works and does all the things he does. God, be with his eyes, mind, eyes, like whatever he sees may temptation flee. May he not mm-hmm. be distracted. Wow, may good. there be, you know, purity in what he sees. And then, you know, his heart, God, do what you're going to do in his heart. Because again, that is your domain. Yeah. Uh, his hands, as he puts his hands to work, I pray that uh, he would find purpose in it. That is deeper than maybe just what he's doing. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah. And you talk about for the wife or praying yeah. for the wife, praying yeah. for the so, wife, uh, you know, you had mentioned this in our conversations that, you know, you can get in your own head a lot. So um, I do pray for you, again, head to toe, starting in the, the mind. That integrated brain. It is. Yeah. That, that, you're, <laughs> that you're, her thoughts would be centered on you and that you would be, you know, that her mind would be gracious toward herself even, that she wouldn't be overly mm. critical of herself. Even your, your, the words that my wife says as she's mothering our children, that you would give her words that are life-giving, um, that she would have words that are from you that would bring life into mm-hmm. uh, the hearts of our children. It begins to just prompt you. Yeah, thinking, I hear women right now going, oh, that sounds so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish my husband would pray that way. Well, he can. Hey, you can, <laughs> right? And I love, holding you back. I love what I'm hearing because you're, you're really reciting a lot of scripture. You're not you know, verbatim, but yeah. you're taking yeah. scriptural principles and then you're speaking God's word over your spouse. Which right? if you do ever get stuck, praying through scripture is a very helpful tool yeah. as well. And that is, I think, maybe at the core of these books that we're talking about and at the core of prayer is it's it's a response. God has mm-hmm. initiated. He's the one who's initiated communication with us through his word, through mm-hmm. the, the word incarnate Christ. Mm-hmm. And so when we read scripture and we say, God, you said these things. Now I'm going to pray these, not holding God hostage and you said this, but more of a, right. this is your promise. This is who you are. I'm trust. I'm standing on this. Trust, mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is us responding to what God has initiated. That's really good. Yeah. You know, everybody I, I would hope would have some kind of prompting, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Gary Thomas, who's a regular mm-hmm. guest here at Focus. Mm-hmm. We love Gary yeah, we and uh, <laughs> boy, what a great author he mm-hmm. is. And his concepts are so strong. He reminded us one time of a story of a man he encountered who uh, he and his wife were, com- there was just this thing about making the bed. 
and he wouldn't make his side of the bed, and she was frustrated by that. And so then he kind of gave that over. You know, he said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do that. And then when I do that, I'm going to pray for my wife as well. Mm -hmm. So he used it as a prompt, as a mechanism to say, every time I'm making the bed, I'm going to pray for her. And even when he would travel for work in the hotel, he would make the bed at the hotel, Mm -hmm. which I have no clue why you would do that. But (laughs) no, for him, it was the act of making the bed and Mm -hmm. then praying for his wife in that act of making the bed. So that's a very sweet way to find a prompt mm-hmm. to uh, yeah. remind you to pray for your spouse. Yeah. I've, I find my best prompts, frankly, are just being attentive to my bride. Mm. Yeah, that's another good one. <laughs> <laughs> so she'll be going about the day and I'll hear her voice something instead of just saying, trying to fix it in that moment. Say, how can I pray for you right now? Yeah. Let's hold hands. Let's pray. Yeah. I think last night um, I gave my wife a reason to pray for me. She was. Uh, we, <laughs> Is this a confession? Well, we had, yeah, we had a little home emergency, okay. and I was kind of in go fix it mode. Yeah. And she said, "Is there anything I can do?" And I said, "No." And I just kept moving. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to ask her tonight. I'm pretty sure she prayed then because it, it things smoothed out a bit. <laughs> but I was, uh, I, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I mean, it's I, you referred to it earlier. I've got to fix this. Yeah. And I'm not doing it in the Lord's power. I'm just doing it in John's power. And I think she probably was praying for my heart to just Chill calm out. down. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. We all experience that. Let me ask you um, for advice where couples... They're just not comfortable with it. They may be, uh, you know, again, temperament can play into this too. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't want to pick on introverts because an introvert could be a great prayer warrior. Absolutely. But if you're just not used to praying together, how can they break that pattern and be more comfortable with each other. I mean, there's times Jean and I, when we're praying, we'll start giggling about mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. you know, the pace at which we're praying. Jean has an awesome reverence for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So she's she, in the morning and when we're praying together, she'll say, okay, I'll pray mm-hmm. first. And I'll say, okay. And then there's like this long <laughs> pause and I'm going, yeah. and I'll open my eye, you're you going to pray? <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting my heart in the right place. Uh-huh. You know, and it, so then we'll laugh about that, uh-huh. and, you know, but speak yeah. to that. I guess what I'm asking is that awkwardness for some couples yeah. just to be comfortable enough to pray to God in front of each other. I say don't let it hold you back. I mean, anything great is never easy, and it can always take some time to get more comfortable in that discipline. But as believers, we are called to pray, and so... Uh, it does come down to obedience, so don't let the awkwardness hold you back. Lean mm. into the awkwardness. That's good. I like Lean that. into the awkwardness. I think some of it's humorous, too. I remember a couple times with the boys when we were praying, mm-hmm. and something was just funny, and boom, we get going. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Mom, you guys, knock it off. We're talking to God. <laughs> we're <laughs> that would make about. us giggle <laughs> right, more. Right, And it, you sometimes you just got to roll with right. it and say, okay, the Lord, he created a sense of humor, yeah. and, you know, just be relaxed yeah, as well. Yeah, and even a tangible... Let's hold hands together. Mm-hmm. Why do we close our eyes so we're not That's distracted? Important. We can face one another and begin praying for one another. And again, if you don't know where to start, start with the Lord's Prayer. Do it's you, okay. You, you, you move through various circles. You've known a lot of people. Is mm-hmm. it pretty common? Jim's on to something here. I think there are oftentimes different prayer approaches that we bring to a marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How often do you Boy, see that true. as Liturgical. the barrier? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. it's true. I think that gives rise to a lot of that awkwardness that people feel like they've witnessed it in a way because it's funny how you can have a conversation like this and we have a certain cadence to the conversation. We have a certain way of speaking. And all of a sudden when you turn on the prayer switch, yes. something changes. Dear and now, God. Yeah. There's this, it depends on where you come from, right? Mm-hmm. Or you yeah, might that's use, interesting. You say God, you know, 20 times for every, you know, 10 words you're, you're, you repeat God's name. Um, and you would never do that talking to somebody in person. 
But yeah, mm-hmm. the awkwardness is real. And I think, I think it starts with recognizing that you are actually interfacing with a, the person of God, right? He's not just an ethereal spirit out there. He, God is spirit, but he's also, he, he became flesh and he is our father and, and he's indwells with the Holy Spirit. And we are responding to that. Mm-hmm. And the awkwardness, I think on some level comes down to paying greater attention to other people besides God. Like we're either paying attention that we might be overheard by somebody or our spouse might think something about us or I don't like the way I sound. Well, on every level, I'm thinking about everybody else but God. Yeah. So when we fix our eyes on God, we fix our eyes on him, then again, that calibration happens. I'm talking to the living God and he has accepted me and he has said, come to me and here I am. So it begins to take the focus off ourselves. No, that's good. I'm thinking sometimes Gene and I are hoping the boys are listening, right? right. We're praying to model it and yeah. make sure they know we're connected yeah. to yeah. the Lord in that way. Uh, I think in that respect, another key question is being able to hear from God. I mean, mm. like anything, if we're doing all the talking, we're not yes. doing much listening. Mm-hmm. And so the importance, and again, Gene is so good with that at the end of our prayer, just to calm our hearts and say, okay, let's just hear what the Lord's having to say mm-hmm. to us. That's a great focal point too mm-hmm. and it it may be harder than praying mm-hmm. is actually sitting and listening nowadays especially i think because there are so many distractions yeah. the pace of life mm-hmm. i want to mm-hmm. meet jean she sounds like a wonderful she is she's <laughs> awesome. just a wonderful woman <laughs> yeah, she, is. she really is um you know we're wrapping up here i want to hit three quick things that you mentioned in the book be hopeful create margin pray continually so just fill those in what they mean yeah i think when we pray we need to pray expecting that God will move, right? And so one that of the being things, hopeful. Yeah, that's the hopefulness. Yeah. And uh, one of the things we walk couples through uh, in this book is they go through an inventory at the beginning where they kind of grade their marriage, the various oh. aspects of their marriage, communication, intimacy. How do we deal with financial issues? How do we deal with conflict? And they grade it on a scale of 1 to 10. Then they commit to doing these 40 days of prayer. And the hope is at the end of those 40 days, they can go back and they redo the inventory. And they say, how has God moved in our communication? How has wow, God moved good. in our... So I think we expect God to move immediately or not at all. And God doesn't often do that. He moves over time, <laughs> mm-hmm. steadily. He transforms over time through steady sanctification. And then the second piece of creating margin, he has a really good rule, uh, like a one-to-one ratio. So if I'm sitting, making my request to God for 10 minutes... Maybe I should at least sit for 10 minutes mm. and listen and wait for the Lord. Mm. Sit and be like Gene. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's good. Yeah. And, and, the, and the Holy Spirit will tell you what to pray for in those moments, too, yes. when you give the margin. That's the conversational piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the final one, praying continually. You know, Paul tells us, and uh, I think it's First Thessalonians 5.17, pray continually. It's a really short verse. But that's an attitude of prayer. I think early on we talked about having this kind of awareness. Mm-hmm. We have a friend who does tactical training, like for civilians, right? He's an ex-Army Ranger. And one of the things he says is don't, when you go into a situation, it, to be situationally aware doesn't mean you're paranoid. It just means that you're aware. Mm-hmm. And so praying continually, I think, is a function of being aware of your situation and thinking, I can pray. I can bring this to God right now. And that's an attitude of prayer. It's not that you're constantly you know, in your prayer closet, hands folded, eyes closed all day long. It's just that you know that God is with you and you can converse with him throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So true. Ryan, let's end with you praying for us. All right. Can we do that? Yes. Praying yes. for the listeners, the married couples yeah. who maybe haven't prayed together much yeah. and opening yeah. their hearts to doing it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lord, we come to you. Thank you um, for the ability to pray. Thank you that you've allowed us to converse with you this freely. Lord, I pray that it would not be something that we take for granted, but it would be something that we would um, press into 
and then hear and press into hearing back from you through our prayers. I pray for the husbands and the wives listening mm-hmm. to this, the marriages represented by those individuals. I pray that you would teach them how to pray, show them how to pray for one another, show them how to pray with each other, remove barriers, uh, remove distractions and awkwardness. But Lord, I pray that they would uh, just experience your goodness in relationship with you through this gift of prayer. In your precious name, amen. That's how we concluded our conversation with Ryan and Selena Frederick, and I do hope you've enjoyed this edition of Focus on the Family, and that you've been encouraged to draw closer to God. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. I'm John Fuller. I really loved the statement that Ryan made. It's impossible to have a healthy prayer life and also have a prideful orientation toward God and a prideful orientation toward one another. That's part of the power of prayer. And you heard Jim quote that statistic right at the beginning of the program. Less than 1% of couples who pray together every day end in divorce. The resource we're offering is a three-in-one by Stormio Martin called The Power of a Praying Couple, which includes the power of a praying wife, the power of a praying husband, and the power of a praying parent. You can get that when you call us on 031-716-3300 or when you stop by our website at safamily.co.za. And while you're on the website, be sure to look at our free marriage assessment, which takes just a few minutes. It'll give you a good gauge on how you're doing in some really important areas of your relationship. And the link to that assessment is at safamily.co.za slash marriage. The great news is, in just one year alone, we've helped over 1,400 couples in a marital crisis. You can be a part of that. Either join as a monthly partner or with a one-time gift. It all goes to helping to strengthen other people's lives and marriages and their commitment to Christ. You'll also be joining Focus on the Family's Gift of Family campaign with your year-end gift of support, where your gift will have an immediate and an eternal impact. I'm grateful, and I want to say thank you for helping us. You can make your donation online at safamily.co.za. You can also send us your contribution via EFT. All the details are on our website. Thanks for being with us today. I'm Graham Schnell for Focus on the Family Africa inviting you to tune in next time when we'll once again help you and your family thrive in Christ.